Most wars are waged in the name of freedom of one kind or another. But in the final analysis, the profit motive drives the actions of the capitalists. As Lenin explained, war isn't just terrible, it's terribly profitable. That America will never be a socialist country. 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 Attitudes are changing towards socialism. We believe the only solution is the establishment of a workers' government on a socialist program. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Socialist Revolution podcast. My name is John Peterson. I'm the editor-in-chief of Socialist Revolution magazine. You can visit our website at www.socialistrevolution.org. Every episode, we feature contributions and discussions on current events, history, and theory from a Marxist class struggle perspective featuring revolutionary socialists from around the country and around the world. This episode, we're taking a look at the editorial for the April 2022 issue of Socialist Revolution, issue 32, which went to press this week. As the war in Ukraine drags on into a new month, revolutionary Marxists must be crystal clear on the fundamental class dynamics in this situation. Lurking behind the lofty lies and rhetoric, the cruise missiles and the artillery, lie the class interests of the capitalists, the pursuit of markets, spheres of influence, natural resources, labor power, and profits. Put simply, war is the extension of politics by other means, foreign policy is an extension of domestic policy, and politics is concentrated economics. Although the fundamental interests of the world's capitalists are the same, they have no permanent allies, only permanent interests. In an all-too-real mashup of squid games and risk, they play with the lives of billions as they recarve the world on the basis of the ever-changing inter-imperialist balance of power. Under capitalism, competing companies form temporary cartels with one another when it suits them, only to break out in fierce competition when they sense the opportunity to seize upon a weakness. Likewise, relations between imperialist countries ebb and flow as they seek to gain directly or indirectly at the expense of their rivals. The war in Ukraine represents a particularly direct confrontation between groups of imperialist gangsters. But let's not forget that 21 other countries are also currently in the throes of violence and civil war. World relations are complex and non-linear, and wars can break out for many reasons. In the case of Ukraine, the US and NATO pushed Zelensky to play chicken with Putin, and he called their bluff. The workers of Ukraine, Russia, and beyond must now bear the consequences of this reactionary proxy war. To be sure, most wars are waged in the name of freedom of one kind or another. But in the final analysis, the profit motive drives the actions of the capitalists. The capitalists are gamblers by nature, and they never waste the crisis or allow a war to interfere with their pursuit of profit. Far from it. As Lenin explained, war isn't just terrible, it's terribly profitable. Even before the war in Ukraine, sales of weapons and military services by the world's 100 biggest arms companies hit a record $531 billion in 2020, a 17% increase from 2015. 41 U.S. companies alone, which includes the top five companies worldwide, accounted for $285 billion of that, or 54%. The Biden administration has earmarked 
billions to provide military assistance to Ukraine. According to Politico, this includes 800 more Stinger anti-aircraft systems, 2,000 anti-armor javelins, 1,000 light anti-armor weapons, and 6,000 AT-4 anti-armor systems. Hundreds of small arms and millions of rounds of ammunition are also being sent. Generous as always when it comes to the military-industrial complex, Congress granted the Pentagon $3.5 billion in March alone to help replace thousands of missiles sent to Ukraine from European and American stockpiles. According to Chloe Lemarie, sector analyst at Jeffries International Limited in Paris, spending on military equipment could rise as much as 50% over the next five years, including a significant rise in orders in 2022. Now, where does all this exploding scrap metal come from? It certainly doesn't grow on trees. Because in practice, replacing, quote-unquote, these missiles means using workers' tax money to sign highly lucrative contracts with private companies to manufacture weapons of destruction. As an example, Poland wants to buy 250 Abrams battle tanks and associated equipment at the cost of $6 billion. But since the generals in Washington don't actually produce any tanks, the Pentagon and the State Department brokered this deal with the private company General Dynamics. A win-win for everyone, except the working class. With war on the horizon, stock prices for companies like Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, and Lockheed Martin rose sharply in the lead-up to open hostilities. Shares for some quote-unquote defense companies jumped nearly 7% on the day shooting began. Needless to say, the crude cynicism of the U.S. ruling class and swaths of its political apologists knows no bounds. When the war began, Republican Representative John Rutherford of Florida tweeted the following, quote, What we're seeing in Ukraine is the tragic consequence of an evil and aggressive dictatorship. Putin invaded a sovereign nation for no legitimate reason, and he must be held accountable. The U.S. and our allies must impose the maximum possible sanctions and leave nothing off the table. End quote. Such bold and inspiring words, huh? Well, the very same day, he purchased as much as $15,000 in Raytheon stock. Far from a conflict of interest, this perfectly expresses the harmony between the capitalists and their government. We've now been living for over two years in the deadly shadow of COVID-19, and this has significantly altered life on Earth. But the war in Ukraine may have an even more significant impact on the course of human history. It has blown apart the illusion of a peaceful return to a post-pandemic normality. In reality, the so-called new normal is merely a return to the revolutionary and counter-revolutionary ferment of 2019, further compounded by the pandemic and the accelerating climate catastrophe. Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, uh, which is the world's largest fund manager, it manages $10 trillion in assets worldwide, has declared that, quote, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has put an end to the globalization we have experienced over the last three decades, end quote. He predicts that Russia's resulting isolation will prompt companies and governments worldwide to reevaluate their dependencies and reanalyze their manufacturing and assembly footprints. This has colossal implications not only for Russia, but above all for U.S. imperialism's chief strategic rival, which is China. Echoing the analysis of the Marxists, Mark Carney, the former head of the Bank of England, has said that, quote, the long era of low inflation, suppressed volatility, and easy financial conditions is ending. It is being replaced by more challenging macrodynamics in which supply shocks are as important as demand shocks. The pandemic marks a pivot. The bigger story is actually the war. 
That is crystallizing, reinforcing a process of deglobalization that had begun, end quote. Now let's not forget that globalization was the lifeblood of capitalism for an entire historical period. Combined with an unprecedented expansion of credit and debt, it allowed the system to stretch far beyond what could be considered its natural limits. Now, the engine of world capitalism is stalled and going into reverse, and it's threatening to take us down with it. No wonder society is permeated by a profound crisis of confidence in the system's institutions. After the decades-long bankruptcy and humiliation of the war in Afghanistan, Americans have no taste for foreign adventures. Biden's absurd bid to pose as a peace president in a war provoked by his policies has actually led to him receiving record low ratings. According to NBC, 7 out of 10 Americans questioned in the new poll expressed low confidence in Biden's ability to handle the ongoing conflict between Russia, Ukraine, and other Western nations. And 8 in 10 worry the tensions will result in higher gas prices for Americans and lead to nuclear war. In another symptom of the prevailing mood, the Quinnipiac University poll recently asked Americans, what would you do if you were in the same position as Ukrainians are now? Stay and fight? or leave the country. Only 55% of Americans said that they would rather fight to defend it than flee. I think this is because tens of millions of Americans instinctively understand that this is not their country. It's the country of a parasitic hand of exploiters that rules over it. As Warren Buffett so bluntly put it, there's class warfare all right, but it's my class, the rich class, that's making war and we're winning. Now, the workers make up the overwhelming majority of society, and our interests are diametrically opposed to the capitalists. Without our labor, the system would grind to a halt. Call me crazy, but doesn't it make more sense for those who actually produce the wealth of the world to determine how it's used? The only way to lift humanity out of the blood-stained cesspool of war, poverty, and crisis is to unite and fight for socialist revolution. Under the impact of great events, the workers of the world are learning this painful but necessary lesson. And that's why we say, no war but the class war. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Big thanks, as always, to Laura Brown, our audiovisual producer, whose hard work behind the scenes makes these episodes possible. If you liked what you heard today, please share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating, which will help other listeners find us. Or consider making a donation to the International Marxist Tendency or subscribing to Socialist Revolution magazine. Better yet, why not join the IMT and bring these ideas to your family, friends, neighbors, and co-workers. You can learn more about the IMT and about getting involved at socialistrevolution.org. Stay healthy and safe and keep fighting the good fight, the fight for socialism in our lifetime. Oh,